Hello, hello, it's Miss Beth. Welcome back to another episode of the Play on Words podcast from Big City Readers. This episode was originally an Instagram live, so you might have seen it over there on Big City Readers. But if you didn't and you prefer to listen while you're driving, this is a quick 15-minute episode that will talk a lot about mindset and hopefully change the way you look at what your child is going through, whether they're learning to tie their shoes or read a book for the first time or hold a pencil. It's one of my biggest tricks as a learning specialist. And no, it doesn't have anything to do with what I went to school for. It's fail on purpose, be bad at something, get yourself in the mindset of really knowing what it's like to not know what you're doing. And you are going to learn so, so, so much about what our kids face every day because they're learning new things every single day and it can be really overwhelming. So I hope you enjoy this episode. So many of you said that the perfectionist episode has been your favorite episode at the Play On Words podcast so far. And this goes right alongside it. It's all about perfectionism and overcoming things and resilience and brave brain talk. And it's one of my favorite things to talk about. So I hope you enjoy it. Let me know what you think. Um, As always, send your questions to us via email or on Instagram, and I will add them to our list of topics to cover here at the Play On Words podcast. Practices. This is something that is like the most important thing that I think parents and teachers can do. Um, and it's kind of fun. And I think it's good for your brain. So I think adults are so inclined, like we think, because we're grown ups, we have a fully developed brain. Um, we think that I know how to read, so I know how to teach a child to read, or I know how to do that. Or, or if a child says, like, I'm feeling nervous about going to a new classroom or whatever they're dealing with, or I don't know how to make friends, we want to just stop the problem, right? We want to say, you are so good at making friends or, oh my gosh, you just have to keep practicing. But that's not really what the kids in that new situation or that new feeling they're having are are feeling. So one of the things that I do is um, I make myself do something that I'm not good at every quarter. So whether that's like a class, like a pottery class, that is something like that is either I'm not good at I don't think I like it. I don't know anybody. It's scary. It's in a place I don't know. Um, I feel like I don't know what to do. I don't know what the rules are. Um, Getting in this mindset of understanding what kids are actually going through when they are going to a new school, when they're having a substitute teacher, when they're going to a new place, when they're trying to make a friend, when they're trying to learn how to read is the most important thing that I've found. Of course, staying up to date on science-backed research uh, also is important, but this is like the best thing that I found helps me help kids. I work with several thousand people every month, um, whether it's through school districts or um, one-on-one or, you know, answering questions um, in any of my platforms, I I get to hear the same things over and over and I love to share this advice, Um, but really, if you can get yourself in a place where you are not good at something and you are a very beginner, um, you are going to understand what your child is actually going through. And just like I teach this, a baby class on like learning language skills, um, for babies and toddlers. And I always like to remind this, this to parents, we are so quick to 
fix the need, right? Like your child, your baby's crying. You're like, what is it? Do you want your bottle? Do you want this? Do you want this? And that's good. We want to respond to kids' needs. Um, or if kids say like, I don't think I can make any friends. You're like, oh, stop that. That's not even true, which is a good thing too. But what we really want is to like take a minute to listen. So there might be a different question for big kids behind that, um, behind what they're saying. They might be saying like, I'm scared of doing something new or I, I'm in, I'm worried that I'm going to do the wrong thing. Like, do you ever go to, well, maybe not because you might not have done something you're not good at, but I recently, but I like took a paddle, a group paddle tennis lesson and I, my, I felt my body be like frozen. I was like, this is so embarrassing. Like I like, I'm like me running the way I'm running. I missed the ball. Like I'm like, I can't remember the rules and I feel so like embarrassed. This is like so like awkward. And that is what kids are feeling when they like feel like they don't know what they're doing and um, something's new. And so I kind of try to go, okay, what would my brave brain talk be? What do I need to tell myself right now? One, nobody really cares what I'm doing in, in this lesson. Two, am I here to have fun? Three, like this is, the first time I'm doing this, why would I be good at this? So that's something that I often will say to kids, like this is the first time you're doing that. And this is a big, big secret that I usually tell parents, say, I actually don't know this way that you're learning to read. Like being honest about that, I actually don't know this way that you're learning this math problem. Like this is new for me too. So like that solidarity of like knowing not everyone else knows what they're doing. So that's what I tell myself. I'm like, other ever, this is a beginner group. No one is here thinking that I'm going to be good. No one is caring what I'm doing. Like everybody is learning. And just because I'm seeing other people maybe hit the ball better than me, that doesn't mean that they feel more confident than me. That doesn't mean that they have more skills than me. And I can ask questions. I can say like, I'm confused about this. Or I can say, I feel kind of embarrassed that I don't know what to do like this. I literally said to my coach, I said, am I the worst player that has ever been here? And she was like, no, no, there's been other ones that are worse. And I was like, okay, wouldn't really recommend saying, having a child say that. But if that's what they want to ask, like letting them feel confident that they can ask any of these questions is going to break down the barriers of their learning to read or whatever they're practicing, whatever new skill they're practicing, just like allowing the space for kids to say, I'm scared about this. I feel embarrassed about this. I don't know what I'm doing. And guess what? When we say it out loud, when we name it, we can tame it. So like kids that are sh like pushing it down and thinking just like in their head, it's getting way worse than if they just said it out loud and, and we don't try to correct it or fix it. We just say like, I have totally been there. Like if your child says to you like, I feel like I don't know how to read. This is so embarrassing. I, I, I hate school. I don't want to go to school my conversation would look like this. You know what? <laughs> actually, that's that's really interesting that you say that because I, I actually feel like I don't really like to read either because I don't really pick a book. Actually, last night I was so tired and I wanna be a reader because I feel like that's what all my friends are doing. But like, it feels like too much sometimes and I just wanted to watch a show and then I was like, I hate reading. But that's just not the way I wanted to read at that time. So then I started listening to a book. But then I also remembered, you know what? It's not your fault that, that you feel like you can't read. 
we might not have found the right strategy for you. Your brain is so brilliant. Your brain is so brilliant that it's saying, this doesn't make sense to me. And we need to say, thank you, brain. Kiss your brain. Oh, thank you, brain. Give yourself a hug. Your brain is sending you signals. That's amazing. And you know what? That means that I need to try to find, help you find the right strategy. Me and your teacher are gonna work on a team to find the right strategy for you because this is not your fault at all. It means that we're trying the wrong strategy. This reminds me of when I was playing tennis last week. I kept trying to hit the ball exactly how my instructor was telling me to hit the ball, but my wrist was not holding, holding it like really straight and so I couldn't hit it that way. So I changed my wrist and I was able to hit the ball over the net every time. But it wasn't what the teacher was telling me to do and it doesn't mean that the teacher was doing a bad job, but that's just how they were trained to teach me how to play tennis, but my body was a little bit different. And then I remembered I have fun playing tennis and I might not be the best at it, but it's something I like to do with my friends. And you might not feel like the best at reading right now, but it's something I like to do with you. So maybe we could just take a break from you reading to me and could I read you this story? Or maybe we could go to the library and pick out a new book. Like maybe this is not the book for you. If you, if you feel like this this book is like too much, let's be done with it. We do not need to be doing this. And I do not want you to feel this way ever. I'm so sorry that you feel this way. And I'm here to help you learn this the right way that feels good for you. And we're gonna have fun doing it. But if right now is the time that we take a break, we're gonna take a break. Think like that is what helped, like taking these classes, like doing things that are scary to me, help me know how to talk to myself, which helps me know how to talk to kids. So if we just think like, come on, let's just practice or let's just do it for 10 minutes. Like that is making the connections in the brain like so resistance. You've, if you've been here before, you hear me say this all the time, neurons that fire together, wire together. So if every time we're going to pick up the book, you're meeting resistance from your child, you're just like connecting those pathways in the brain for your child to just hate learning. And so like, give it a like reset. Think about the things that they're actually feeling and name them back to your child. So like you're feeling maybe embarrassed, you're feeling like kind of alone. Like this feels, if you, if you are in a class and you feel like everyone can do something except for you, it starts to feel incredibly isolating, incredibly lonely. And if we don't say that out loud, it becomes this shame narrative that goes on and on and on. So create the space that your child can tell you, this is how I'm feeling. And maybe don't try to fix it in that moment. Um, maybe try like, and, and the way that you can create this space is by doing those things on your own that are new for you, that are scary for you, and then narrating to your child what went on in your brain. How we talk to our kids becomes their inner voice. So we're giving them the things that they can say. So that's that means when you pick them up from school, you might say like, I gotta tell you about something. I had a tennis lesson today and I actually cried afterward. And I felt really overwhelmed and embarrassed and I felt like everyone was better than me. And you don't have to say, have you ever felt like that? Just tell the story in kid appropriate ways. Say really clearly and specifically what you actually felt and then just let there be space. Like there doesn't need to be a resolution in that moment, but you're starting to narrate and model for your child how they can say to you how they actually feel. Because when they're saying to you how they actually feel, I can't read, I'm bad at this, I'm stupid, I hate school, then, and we say, no, 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 no. 
well, we're not really creating the space that's safe enough to say that. So try saying, tell me more. Try saying, actually, like that reminds me of something that I did. And try like, what did work for you? So maybe, it, are you the one that's like, I hated going to paddle tennis because I'm bad at it and I never went back. Well, then we're showing our kids, like if something's hard, it's just, we're not gonna do it. So maybe that next step for you is not you saying to your child, oh, I can't believe you hate school or like, what are we gonna do? Maybe your next step is saying, I have to go back to the thing that I'm bad at and try it again and do that as a parenting like tactic for you to say, what did I learn actually? Like maybe you hated it so much, but you're like, I'm gonna do this because I wanna know what they're going through when they go to school and they feel like they aren't good at this. So go back to the thing that you hate or aren't good at and just observe how you feel and then see if you can tell your child what went, what was going on for you so that they can start to understand how they can tell you what was going on for them. And then we can come up with a plan on how to fix that. We're not saying, I'm, I, I specialize in teaching kids how to read. I'm not saying let's not practice it, but one of the biggest things I do in a one-on-one -on -one session to parents, what I, what I say is if they're hating the books, stop with the books, okay? The book time has to be special and you and so exciting like kids go from like being read to and just devouring these books and having rich language and pictures and special time and growing their attachment by sitting in the lap of their parent. But then all of a sudden we're like, now you read to me and we give them like these boring books and it's like becomes something they accomplish. So we just did this big shift of, oh, okay, learning to read was this special cozy thing that we did but now it's a chore, which is why I don't like reading logs, which is why I don't like Bob books, but um, I have more podcast episodes on those. If you want, you can message me and I'll send you those where I explain why, but we don't want kids to feel like it's a chore or something to accomplish. We want them to feel like it's something to devour. We want their nervous system to remember the sweet moments of connection that they had with their parents. And so if your child is saying, I don't want to read because you have these decodable books that are coming home or whatever isn't their choice, then get rid of those books. Take, if you have like a decodable reader that comes home, I always like to do um, like a dry erase board. This is just like a uh, sleeve that I use as a dry erase board and take those decodable sentences and like write them on the dry erase board. This is something I tell in almost all of my sessions of my one-on-one -on -one sessions. Take the dry erase board and write the decodable sentences there. That's the reading activity. Let the books be the thing that's special and exciting because we don't want them to say, I hate reading. They hate the practice that you're giving them with those books. So that doesn't mean that we don't practice using decodables. That doesn't mean that we don't practice fluency. It doesn't mean we don't do those things, but see how you can separate it. So if maybe you write sentences on a piece of paper and they pull them out of a hat and you time them and they read each sentence. Or um, maybe you make it a game with Jenga and you write short sentences on each Jenga piece and every time you pull out the Jenga piece, you read the short sentences. And that's how you're building on the reading skills that they need instead of saying, here's the decodable book. And then that's why they're starting to say, I hate books and I hate reading. So obviously I had a lot to say on that topic, which is probably why it was hard for me to make a 30 second reel. So um, thanks, thanks for tuning in, anybody that hopped on by. And if there's anything that I mentioned that you want more information on, send uh, me a message and I will send you the links to the podcast or freebies that we have to download. But 
Try something new. Don't be afraid of being bad at something. It's probably going to help you be a better teacher or parent um, to your kids or students because you're going to get in that mindset of knowing what it's like to, to try something that you're not really good at or to feel kind of nervous about it. And it might change the way that you teach. Thanks, guys. See you later.